Getting a stack of feedback from you, particularly from the mention at the top of the show that the average full-time salary is now sitting at over $100,000 with rising wages, the biggest driver of inflation and rising prices. And one of the key ways to keep the inflation genie in the bottle when wages are going up is to also boost productivity. And the best way to do that is through better training and skills, so sending more kids to university and TAFE. Well, the federal government has released a new blueprint for reform over the next decade, a shake-up called the Universities Accord, with the lofty aim of doubling the number of government-funded students by 2050. And that's all about making tertiary education more accessible to more people. But there's no word from the government as yet on where all the money to fund this is going to come from. A tax on overseas students is being raised as one idea, but what is it going to take to bring about real change and to help boost our country's productivity, which is well and truly falling behind? Well, Peter Hurley is the director of the education-focused think tank, the Mitchell Institute at Victoria University, and he joins me now. Peter, welcome to Money News. Thank you. So does the university sector in this country need a shake-up? I think that what the, um, uh, the recently released report from um, called the Universities Accord says is that the universities do need a shake-up. I think more than a shake-up, it's um, how to set up the university system so that it's ready to, ready to meet the future challenges of needing to train more people um, and having a, a much larger group of people going through the university system. And what do we risk in Australia if changes aren't made? How far behind will we fall behind other countries, even with our skills-based and productivity? Well, the argument is that we we need a really strong university sector um, uh, to meet these future challenges. Now, part of that is in terms of, say, future job growth. So the the idea being that most future job growth will be in that kind of, at that level that is aligned to a university degree and also not just university degrees, but, but TAFE degrees. Um, and um, or, or take take qualifications, and uh, if if the if the sector isn't functioning properly, um, then it's going to have that have difficulty meeting that. It's not just with students as well. There's also the research side of things. Um, uh, you know, universities are, are very large, um, and they're a very important part of Australian society and the Australian economy, um, and uh, they bring lots of benefits. And I think that this this new report that's been released goes to that core about how can we do it the best way possible. And the Accord recommends not overhauling subjects or the curriculum. It's all about university funding. How much extra money is it going to take? Well, there's a couple of things about that, I think. First of all, in terms of... In terms of it, does, it does recommend looking at, say, the courses and then the type of courses, and, and in particular, the quality of courses, just to make sure that we're getting good value for money with, with, with what we do and, and making sure that we're, we're um, a, you know, able to use the university sector to, to teach the things that need to be taught. Um, in terms of the other side of it, in terms of the money, um, look, there's, a, there's some issues within the, within the higher education environment, particularly around how much students pay, um, depending on, on certain kind of courses. Um, and this, this, this accord group is recommending changes. So they're essentially trying to make it a bit fairer um, and also um, maybe get more resources where there's greater, for, greater need. So there's this idea of needs-based funding, so actually giving a loading, much like we have in the school sector, so that if there are students who are from disadvantaged backgrounds or have disability, there's extra money attached to it. Now, the question was, how, how are we going to pay for it? Um, well, that, that is the big not, question because, yeah. you know, it, it, all of this does take a lot of money and the government can wish for change all at once, but how will it fund this sort of change? Is a tax on international students an option? 
That is part of it. And the actual detail has been left to this thing called the Australian Tertiary Education Commission. So th- there's a body that's been recommended that to, to look at how it is that it can it can fund this within what they call the funding envelope. So it, it might not necessarily be that it costs more money, but it might mean that there that there is some form of redistribution of funds that are going into the sector at the moment. There was a recommendation around um, uh, creating a fund um, uh, about $10 billion, um, half coming from government and half coming from universities, looking at, say, those kind of institutions that, that actually have been making more money, particularly from international students, would contribute greater to that fund. But that's only for infrastructure, which is which is important. The other side of it around um, how to fund you know, students, what, we, what people wouldn't understand as HECS, um, that hasn't actually been um, decided yet, um, and the detail is, is yet to be seen. And what sort of reaction is this plan getting from the university sector? No doubt the smaller and the regional universities would be welcoming the idea of more funding for students who weren't perhaps able to access this level of education. Yeah, I think that it, there's been a very you know, big mixture of, of, of responses, I think. I mean, there is a big, there's a really strong element here within that, within this core report of equity, so this idea of making education more equal and, and also um, providing greater support to, to areas of need. And regional universities are, are in particular, um, are singled out in this area because, you know, it can be harder to operate in a regional area. It costs more. There's not as many students. Um, they don't get as many international students. So international students can be very a part of the, the most profitable side of the university business, and they and they often subsidise everything else. And what seems to be happening is that a lot of the international student revenue are going to those those larger, more prestigious universities. So other universities miss out. So some universities are very happy about this. Um, others are not so happy. <laughs> uh, particularly, say the the group of eight who are who are the more prestigious universities, who I think and are, they would be the main losers. Do you think from a shake up like this? They're, they're the ones who stand the most to lose. Yes, absolutely. And, that, and that's, I think, the, uh, it, it's, it's not, again, it's not clear how much or what the, what the formula is or if it's even going to happen. I mean, there are only recommendations at this point. Um, but yeah, they, they would be the ones who, who would stand to lose the most. But I mean, they are also the ones who are the biggest and, and are able to uh, generate the most revenue. And you mentioned TAFE because it's got to be more than just universities because it's not just that tertiary education sector capable of offering training and improving education outcomes in this country. The TAFE sector is more than willing to contribute as well. Absolutely. And I think one of the interesting things within this report, I mean, it was a universities accord, um, uh, but there are certainly recommendations in it that they go to this, go to TAFE. And, and one of the things that, say, TAFE had been asking for is is access to basically HEX um, uh, so kind of government subsidised places, um, and that's actually recommended in this report. So actually, there are a lot of there are a lot of non-university providers who, who, who deliver, you know, who, who have bachelor degree courses, um, particularly things like bachelor of nursing and so on, um, uh, and they hadn't been able to access, you know, government subsidised um, support. But that's actually recommended in this. Realistically, though, what do you think? Do you think trying to get more Aussie kids to complete? training or a university degree is throwing more money going to be enough to solve what's a very complicated problem i think it is a very complicated problem and i think what's happened is you've seen this kind of huge increase in the number of people who are using the tertiary education system um and and that can be a good thing i i would characterize it that we have a very strong university sector and obviously there are issues there um and that's what this university support report kind of goes to we have a relatively strong um 
uh, apprenticeship system in particular. Our apprenticeship system really is actually, um, again, has issues, but um, is is has great outcomes. But the, I think part of the issue is that there's there's not much outside of that, or it's not it, the, the options aren't there. And I mean, what this report is kind of also saying, you know, as it's kind of its first thing out, is talking about you know, the great need to expand tertiary education provision. I think part of that is around what type of, of courses and so on we're actually delivering and, and giving young people in particular more choice to do something other than, say, a three- or five-year degree um, that has really good kind of job outcomes. Yeah, well, we all know change is, is needed, but how it can be implemented is the next stage. Peter, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. Peter Hurley there from Victoria University.